the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Hour number two, Bruce Hooley Show. Glad to have you along on the Answer Network, 98.9 Columbus, 94.5 in Dayton. Talk to Mike Gallagher whose Salem Network show is just now ending. Mike will be in town this weekend for the Battleground Talkers Tour. Hugh Hewitt will join us tomorrow. There are two who will be on stage on Friday night at Genoa Christian Fellowship. Get your tickets at 9890answer.com or theanswerdayton.com. Uh, just to wrap a bow around the uh, Hilliard School's no-confidence letter from the Hilliard Education Association, that's the teachers' union, about three board members, the three conservatives on the board. I went back and I looked up the school board election in Hilliard in November, uh, an incumbent was voted off the board, an incumbent of the board. Now, that's a big advantage to be an incumbent on a school board in a community like Hilliard because people know your name, name recognition on the ballot. It's like eight names on the ballot. There were three spots. The incumbent lost. Why do you think the incumbent lost? The incumbent lost because parents took a deep interest in the election. Why would they take a deep interest in the election? Because they didn't like the way things were going in the district. That's why. Now, the district is split. But two of the three new members are conservatives. Added to a board that had one conservative on it. Now they have a 3-2 conservative majority on the board. And that is pretty common around the state of Ohio. And the incumbent lost by 800 votes. Wasn't close. Wasn't close. And the two people elected were people who'd never served on the board before. And you know what the common theme with both of them was? It was, we went to school board meetings and we felt like the board wasn't listening to us. And we had a bunch of parents come up to us and say, I wish you would run for school board. And that is also a common theme throughout the state of Ohio. The parents' movement is winning. It took Glenn Youngkin to office in Virginia in a state won handily by Joe Biden a year before. It is resulting in a remake of boards of education across the state of Ohio. And I hope that in the midterm election, it leads to a resounding win by J.D. Vance for Senate, Mike DeWine for governor. And most importantly, hard to say it's more, no, it is more important than Vance, although Vance is very important. The election of Sharon Kennedy as Chief Justice of the Ohio Supreme Court, Pat Fisher, Pat DeWine as justices on the Ohio Supreme Court. Because then, with Maureen O'Connor being replaced, as Chief Justice, Mike DeWine will get to appoint a fourth justice who will decidedly be, better be, a conservative Republican. And then, if Bob Cup and Matt Huffman in the Ohio General Assembly get their rears in gear and get the House and the Senate aligned and we get House Bill 454 passed so that doctors in Ohio can't operate on minors to try to change their sex and mutilate kids, 
if we get House Bill 616 passed, so all the wokesters in Hilliard and other teachers around the state who think that they can let their freak flag fly in their classrooms and indoctrinate kids in LGBTQ and sexual identity in kindergarten, first, second, and third grade, we'll get House Bill 616 passed to stop that, and we get Jenna Powell's Protect Women's Sports Act passed, inevitably those will end up before the Ohio Supreme Court. Because somewhere in the state of Ohio, as we know from the activist judging demonstrated by Christian Jenkins, Hamilton County Common Pleas Court Judge, one Common Pleas Court Judge in a county, in a state with 88 counties, one Common Pleas Court Judge, can greenlight the abortion of children in women who are pregnant between weeks 6 and 20. Christian Jenkins, Hamilton County Court Judge, is a serial killer because he is the guy who was responsible for babies being torn apart in the womb, which would not be allowed if the heartbeat bill, which was passed by the General Assembly and enacted into law according to the procedures of the Ohio Constitution, but Christian Jenkins, Hamilton County Common Police Court Judge says, it's unconstitutional because I feel like it is. So those kinds of matters will end up before the Ohio Supreme Court. And if you have an Ohio Supreme Court that has a Democratic majority, then they will have the upper hand, the final gavel on what I strongly believe are the conservative values, the center-right values of the state of Ohio when it comes to keeping this kind of deviancy out of the instructional platform of government schools in the state of Ohio. If you can do it, make the sacrifices to get your kids into private school or charter schools. We've done it. It's an economic hardship for us. We'll never regret it. Nor will you, or homeschool them, as we did for many years. Okay, back to the Ohio Senate debate. I was playing audio from Tim Ryan. I should know never to play audio from Tim Ryan when I'm within a minute of a break. Because he can't possibly make a cogent point. The career politician, political hack, trying to stick anything he can on J.D. Vance. problem is J.D. Vance has never served in office, so it's hard to stick anything on J.D. Vance. So Tim Ryan will take something that Democrats generally apply to Republicans. They're crazy. They believe in great replacement theory. They believe that Democrats are purposefully trying to change the voter rolls. Never mind that when Obama won the presidency in 2008, the postmortem of that was, Look at us. Look how brilliant we are on the Democratic side of the aisle. We're importing voters from Guatemala and Mexico, and we're giving them free stuff, and they'll vote for us forever. We already got the blacks in our corner because of what Lyndon Johnson said after the Great Society. And we've got enough woke, white, liberal elites who are immune from the economic devastation of our policies, who believe on principle that we should rule the day, we're never going to lose another national election. And all Republicans did was just apply a name to that. Great replacement theory. Oh, they're trying to replace voters. Now, have some crazed lunatics written about great replacement theory or tangentially referred to it in their deranged manifestos? Yes. So that's the point Tim Ryan's trying to make. That, oh, hey, hey! The Buffalo grocery shooter 
He referred to the great replacement theory. So J.D. Vance is the same kind of guy as the Buffalo grocery shooter. This great replacement theory was the motivator for the shooting in Buffalo. Yes where that shooter had all these great replacement theory writings that J.D. Vance agrees with, some sicko got this information that he's peddling with, again, those extremists that he runs around with, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Ted Cruz, all these guys, they just want to stoke this racial violence. We're tired of it, J.D. This kid goes to a, a, a grocery store in Buffalo where black people shop and shoots them up. No. We, we want to move on from that. We, everyone's exhausted. That's why I keep saying, I want to represent the exhausted majority. People that are tired of this stuff. Democrats, Republicans, and independents. Thank you, we have a... So the, we have a... Hold on, J.D. Stop no, this is, this is disgusting. I, I'd like to get here, here's exactly what happens when the media and people like Tim Ryan accuse me of engaging the great, great replacement theory. I'll tell you, you exactly, peddling it. I'll you tell you exactly what happens, Tim. What happens is that my own children, my biracial children, get attacked by scumbags online and in person because you are so desperate for political power that you'll accuse me, the father of three beautiful biracial babies, of engaging in racism. We are sick of it. You can believe in a border without being a racist. You can believe in the, the country without being a racist. And this just shows how desperate this guy is for political power. I know you've been in office for 20 years, Tim, and I know it's a sweet gig, but you're so desperate not to have a real job that you'll slander me and slander my family. It's disgraceful. Thank you, Mr. Vance. I think, hold on, Derek. Real quick, I think I've got to get one more question in. No, 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 no. no. He he can't do Derek. Derek, my man. He can't do anything quick. You know that. (laughs) Oh, J.D. Vance, that was a mic drop moment. He's right. You're not a racist if you would like a border. You know what you are? You're a realist. If you want a border, you're a realist. You're not a racist. Tim Ryan is got to be. Looking at the polls, which are widening in J.D. Vance's favor, the latest poll, uh, shows that Vance is up now by two points. Now, that's not outside the margin of error. Suffolk University USA Today poll found if the election were held today, 47% of likely voters would choose Vance, 45% Ryan. Over 40% of respondents identified inflation in the economy as the most important issue. Abortion and threats to democracy. Those are the two things Ryan likes to pound on. Only 19% care about them. Yes, only 19% care about them. Now, it's interesting that Ryan tries to play the extremist card about J.D. Vance. So you tell me what's extremist. You want a secure border? You'd like to know who's coming in? Or the bill that is being proposed in the state of Michigan that we're also seeing pushed in California where anyone who opposes medicalized gender transition of minors would be punishable by imprisonment. You're a parent, your kid wants to transition, you oppose it, we'll just put you behind bars with all the J6 protesters. We are, of course, getting ready for the big Battleground Talkers Tour event Friday night at Genoa Christian Fellowship in Western Vogue. Get your free tickets at 989theanswer.com or theanswerdayton.com. And one of the gentlemen who will be on stage on Friday night 
host of the Mike Gallagher Show. Mike Gallagher, he joins us now. Mike, thanks for your time today. Hey, Bruce, great to be with you. Good afternoon. Great to be with you. And you have done these events before, so for those who have not jumped in yet and gotten their tickets or have not purchased tickets to the VIP portion of the evening, uh, tell them what they'll be missing if they don't show up. Well, we're we're having a great time in this uh, sort of whirlwind tour of the battleground states, and it's sort of taking what all of us do, you included, Bruce, and, and bringing it uh, to a venue like the like the uh, the venue in Westerville Friday night. Uh, I'll be on stage with uh, Officer Brandon Tatum, who's really a, a, a an emerging rock star in the talk radio world. He was a former cop. Uh, he was co-founder of Blexit with uh, Candace Owens, um, and a, just a remarkable young man. Uh, become a real popular talk show host with uh, the Salem family in a short in very short period of time. Um, of course, Hugh Hewitt is a venerable Washington insider, and I don't say that as a criticism, despite the fact that he and I butt heads once in a while over his insider status and, you know, his his sort of uh, his brand of Washington politics, but a longtime conservative voice on the Salem radio network. And Hugh will be there along with Eric Metaxas, who is on a lot of our Christian teaching and talk stations. Of course, he's the Bonhoeffer expert. Um, and uh, is a, a real passionate, patriotic broadcaster, uh, author, and uh, and terrific, terrific guy. You might see him on the Trinity Broadcasting Network. He has a TV show there as well. And then yours truly. You know, I'm kind of the I'm the red meat. I'm like the the, the guy with the pitchfork and the torch. You know, trying to storm the castle of uh, Democrat lunacy and the evil that we're really facing in America, Bruce. Uh, you know, listeners to the show today heard me talk about John Fetterman on record mm-hmm. admitting that he's pro-infanticide and has no problem with uh, a woman choosing an abortion, even in the third trimester. Um, we've got this story from Boston University where researchers there evidently confirmed that they have created gain-of-function research-produced virus that has uh, got an 80% kill rate in the uh, the laboratory mice. So we're just up against a lot. We're, we're 21 days away from this midterm election. We have a chance to take our country back. Ohio, uh, as is often the case, my, you know, my birth state, I'm from Dayton. And so, uh, you know, coming back home again to Columbus and the Dayton area is, uh, is exciting for me. And I can't wait to see everybody Friday night. And it's a great opportunity to shake hands with all of us and come out in person and, uh, and support the state you love and the country you respect and know that the Democrat leadership is driving us off the edge of a cliff and we got to get it back, Bruce. Yeah, totally agree. Mike Gallagher is our guest, host of the Mike Gallagher Show. It airs here on 989theanswer.com, 10 a.m. to, uh, well, no, it airs 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. And then you got this local guy, Mike, who bogarts in and, and steals an hour from your program. So, <laughs> you know, don't club me over the head on Friday night because I know no syndicated host likes to give up an hour. Well, but no local host likes any time taken from a, by a syndicated host. So I get it. I mean, we're all one big happy family, and I'm happy. If I can get two hours, I'm thrilled. I, I, uh, I, I love it. You've got a great radio station, and uh, it's, it's, I can still remember my days of watching the Ohio State Buckeyes when I was a kid growing up in Dayton, and uh, we'd kind of make that trek over to Columbus from Dayton. And so coming back to Ohio is, is a big deal now. Hewitt. He's off the charts, with, uh, you know, enamored with Ohio sports teams mm. and the Buckeye State. He's an Ohio guy as well. I think he's up from Youngstown or Warren, Ohio. So, 
you know, it's going to be a little bit of a whole old home week for us. But um, th- these visits, Bruce, are so uplifting. But yet, at the same time, I keep talking about this malaise that I feel for my audience. I don't know if you're noticing the same thing, but people seem a little muted. They seem a little restrained. They're nervous. They're weary. People are tired of being slapped around by these wild policies that are destroying the country. And so, listen, uh, we, we can't. We can't stop now. We can't. We we cannot. We we cannot. We cannot give up the fight. We're in the home stretch, and we've got a chance to send a wake up call to these lunatics in uh, in Washington that their radical policies aren't going to stand and not going to hold. Yeah, and I agree with you totally on that. I do think that there is a strong yet quiet and maybe afraid to be known majority out there that does not believe in you know gender affirming care and the Inflation Reduction Act, and Green New Deals, and things like that. Uh, If you guys want to follow headlines, I tell you all the time, Ohio Press Network, Daily Wire, make sure you're going to Mike Online. That's Mike's site where you can find his show, MikeOnline.com. A lot of great headlines on there. And I could fill in a million sentences, Mike, as could you with, did you ever think you'd see the day? Today's example comes from your website. Did you ever think you'd see the day that a former FBI agent, Peter Strzok, would say that, January 6th was worse than 9-11. This kind of thinking out there among the people who oppose conservative policies is just completely detached from reality. And I think a large majority of the voters know that and are prepared to show that on November the 8th. Last night, Dennis shared on stage, and I'm sure he'll do it again Friday night for the group in, uh, in Westerville, his interview twice with a guy who has spent days and days, many, many, many months in solitary confinement for having entered the Capitol on January the 6th. And for this disgraced ex-FBI agent to say that uh, 9-11 wasn't as bad as January 6th, that, you're right, Bruce, this is, this is from the, you know, the litany of things that you just can't believe you would have ever heard. These people on the left feel that way. Uh, they've weaponized January 6th. They think that's a great election talking point for them. Uh, and, and it's absurd. I was in the Empire State Building the morning of September 11th doing my radio show. We had to evacuate Manhattan. Uh, we were one of the last people off of the island of Manhattan through the Queens Midtown Tunnel before they sealed off the, off the tunnel. I watched um, you know, on the local news people jumping from the Twin Towers on fire. And it, it was the worst terror attack clearly in, in our nation's history. And this disgraced um, lunatic is, is cl- claiming that 9-11 isn't as bad as January 6th. Well, the American people know better. They, and, 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 you know, we are, we are treated to moments, Bruce, where you say you, you didn't think you'd ever see the day. Two of the most egregious political acts I've ever seen uh, were, were when Nancy Pelosi ripped up the State of the Union speech mm-hmm. uh, right behind President Trump after he delivered that terrific speech. And then recently, when the 46th president of the United States called half the country fascists. Yeah. Um, you know, these are things that you would have never dreamed of a year ago, five years ago, ten years ago, not even maybe months ago. But this is where we are. It's not just a battle between right and left. This isn't just Republican versus Democrat. This isn't even right or wrong. It's good versus evil. We're yeah. seeing evil things happen under the guise of social reform and criminal justice reform. Uh, and it's got to stop. And we have a chance to stop it on November the 8th. And I'm confident that starting with J.D. Vance. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.